Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics, 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. All right, seems like this is the talk around the league right now. It's like the fourth quarter of the offseason, right, fellas? This is like the tampering segment of the offseason. Tampering. This is the t- NBA investigation into tampering because all this free agency movement was too ridiculous this year that this is like the way we're going to lead into pretty much like training camp. So no, that doesn't happen. In the NBA, I- so. I'm telling you, <laughs> you're insane. this investigation is going to unfold and it's going to be like a talking point for the next few weeks. And then by training camp, everyone will forget. So this is that episode until or the initial episode until all the facts come out. And this is, of course, the Causeway Street podcast. Joseph Pavone here. Joel Pavone's here. What up? Uh, we got Zach Pelquin coming oh. off the bench right now. What's up, Zach? In person. Yeah, that's in- right. In the flesh. In the flesh. Sean Dutra on the road. So he can't make it, but he'll be, <laughs> he'll be back next week. He's on the, uh, he's on a 10 day disabled list. Well, he's actually down in Nashville, probably having a yeah. great time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to so, you. You know what? When am I going to have my vacation? You know, Joel went for, went away for a week. Sean's gone now. Well, I think, aren't you? I think going my turn's coming up soon. August? Yeah, that's what I was hinting at. Yeah. All right, yeah. Cool. <laughs> a couple of weeks. A right, right. couple of weeks. I get my break. Yeah, I'm okay. going. I get my summer break, my summer pay, my, my, you know, I got cash in those vacation days. There you right, go. You know? And Causeway Street. But yeah. Very limited. This is, this is that episode that uh, the, the talk around the league right now. The NBA has begun an, an investigation into how teams handle free agency this summer. <laughs> and this is, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, we could, we could start with the Kawhi Leonard part of this investigation. This is from the New York Times. This is, Crazy stuff. Oh, no, no, or quick, we can go into quick. Al Horford, Joel. What do you what do you, oh, no, what, 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 what do you think we should do? Real quick though, before we start, we 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 dive into this. That is, quote unquote, tampering. Right? What what is the NBA going to get out of this? Of this the supposed investigation. Like, I, I mean, from the looks of this Kawhi story, I think some ridiculous stories, like, some craziness. I think that's what they're going to get out of it. Yeah, it's like the last the last two minute report thing. Nothing happens. They'll find probably some fuck ups. They'll find you know obviously some illegal shit. But what happens? Mm, I don't know, Joel. Do they reverse everything? No, they can't reverse it, but you could take away draft picks. You could find them, like you said, millions mm-hmm. of dollars. Right. But I think the draft picks would probably be the, part, the the talking point, the part where you could really hurt a franchise. I mean, they're right? all going to OKC anyways, right? All those fucking draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> the next, like, you know what? Just the give, next five give years? them to OKC. Yeah. They, they can take those. Like Boston. Boston still has a, a few in the next couple of years, and then after that, it's all OKC. I mean, the, the, the one example that I that I think of in this type of situation where a franchise was penalized for something like this was the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Remember? Oh, yeah. With Joe Smith. Yeah. And now Joe Smith is like broke. An, an afterthought. Yeah. Well, not only that, but he, he, he's broke. Yeah. He was on track to, they were going to get his bird rights. He was yeah, going to make yeah. about 70 million off that, off yeah, of that. Yeah. Once they realized what they were doing, he was going to, he was going to sign one year deals until they could earn his bird rights. I heard they the, uh, made him go to Detroit and he never saw that money that he was going to be promised. Well, remember the Mavericks supposedly last year or the year before? No, two years ago, when they uh they traded for Nerlens Noel, they were like, "We'll give you your payday. Hmm. You'll still be a restricted free agent because you're in the, the last year of your of your uh, of your rookie deal. So you sign one year a one year deal, and then we'll give you a payday the following year. Hmm. That was that was rumors to have like evidence of that, similar to what Joe the Joe Smith thing, right? Twenty years, almost twenty years back, and nothing came of it. All 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 that happened was. They didn't resign them. <laughs> right. They changed <laughs> their mind. They changed their mind. But yeah. I think the the part, the eye opening part of this article, this is from the New York Times, is is the these little like side deals, quote unquote, that were reported throughout the Kawhi Leonard process while the Clippers were trying to get him. Now, ESPN uh, first reported the existence of this NBA investigation. Okay. But the 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 part that sticks out to to me the most is uh, again the, the the perks. Okay. Multiple reports were suggesting that Kawhi Leonard's representatives 
in arranging this blockbuster move. AKA his uncle. No, I wasn't even going to get there, but like, yeah, he, that's a big part of it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, okay, Elroy, it's it's insane. Leonard's uncle, Dennis Robertson, just let me wet my beak. Let me wet my beak. <laughs> that's a he got game reference, guys, out there for you youngins. Um, he asked other teams for houses, planes, and guaranteed sponsorship money. Now, it sounds like blue chips all over again, guys. Just NBA, just NBA version. I mean. <laughs> It does, and then it makes you wonder, like, like you said, if this does come into the light and that, that there's any truth to this, the Clippers will be penalized big time for this. They don't have any draft picks. What does it matter? I know. <laughs> They've lost their draft picks. Steve Ballmer is like a multi-billionaire. He doesn't give a shit. I mean, those, yeah. the, the rest of the – between 2020 and 2030, they may yeah. not have any picks by the end of this <laughs> if, if all of this turns out to be true. We better hope PG and uh, Kawhi are coming back because – <laughs> now, they're not picking in the first round for the next 20 years. Now, Stephen A. Smith is the one that said that he heard these, 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 these rumblings and that he mm-hmm. said that he has no idea if it's true or not. He's not saying this is concrete. Um, but it's obviously eye opening when you see what the NBA is doing and now that they're, they're looking into it and, and trying to see if there's any truth to it. I don't know. Thoughts? It's bad. It's bad. You got to figure it happens in every league, you know, not just the NBA. It's not, it's not a singular thing that that's a problem to them. I just think. The tough part is, I mean, when you look at like an Anthony Davis situation, and I mean, we heard, we heard Steve Kerr this last week talking about, you know, how he feels there's been agency ter- tampering on top of team tampering on top of player tampering and all these different things. And I mean, it, it sucks because it does affect teams that it probably shouldn't, you know, like, yeah. the, the Pelicans end up paying for it at the end of the day, you know, where, you know, had they not gotten the first overall pick, where are they now? Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're I mean, short, their star player. They're losing, you know, income and now, you know, in a tough market anyway. I so, mean, I mean, does JJ Reddick sign with them? That's like, that would have been a huge loss for them. Yeah, I know. Kaboom, <laughs> kaboom. Everything is fixed. Um, I think it happens across all the different sports. I mean, there's no way you're going to be able to stop it, but you got to try to prevent it. You know, you can't just let yeah. it happen and be like, you know, oh, there's no ramification for this. You know, it's, it's just like, it, Love my Patriots, but I mean, when you have like the, you know, deflate gate or you have the, you know, what, what was the, what was the video one? Uh, oh, Spygate. Spygate mm-hmm. and all that shit. Like if you catch someone doing something wrong, you got to penalize it. How you penalize it, how you ultimately stop it, who knows? Maybe you can't, you know, maybe you can't. In yeah. some of these cases, you're not going to be able to. But at the end of the day, you take away a first round pick from LA. You take a first round pick away from, you know, whomever, mm-hmm. Philadelphia. I mean, who knows? I mean, right. maybe it, it curtails them from going and doing that again in the future, but there's no guarantees. You know, speaking of Philadelphia, Al Horford, you know, yeah. now nah, these reports are coming out now. Last week we had Anna on and we talked about <laughs> how, yeah. we talked about how. Does she know oh, anything? Does oh, she know anything? No, no, nothing like that. <laughs> Bring her in. <laughs> that's Bring not, her that's in. not what we talked about. <laughs> we talked about how a week before the start of free agency, the writing was she on the knew. wall. You know, the reports were yeah, out yeah, that yeah. one, he had opted out, but two, this is the, the damaging report that everyone sort of saw. Okay. This guy's going to be not playing in Boston anymore was that the conversations had completely ended between the Celtics and now Horford. The same day. Right. <laughs> and then now there's this report saying that or indicating that the Philadelphia 76ers had this offer in place way before yeah. the start of free agency, which is, of course, is a clear violation yeah. of, of what the NBA has has, has put together in, in the, the newest um, CBA. CBA, yeah. yeah. Well, Brian Windhorst was the one that, because the Celtics haven't gone public with this, and I don't think they will, because it's like, what, what I, I think their feeling is, what I like I said, what I mentioned earlier, What's going to happen? Like, there 
is Al going to be able to come back and you know renegotiate with the Celtics? Probably not. No, so, no. So uh, Windhorse was <laughs> saying, probably be a lockout. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler's like, I ain't playing. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, Windhorse was saying that not just Philadelphia, but a lot of teams. He, they, they the Celtics felt like were tampering with Al Horford prior to the start of NBA free agency. Hence, what right before the draft, even mm-hmm. that when Horford opted out. The same day, the negotiations ended with the Celtics. So what Windhorse is saying reportedly that uh, he's hearing is that Al Horford already knew his market. Mm. And Jackie Mullen recently said that she felt Horford and his agent were just surprised and shocked of the deals that were available out there for him. Mm. So I guess... It's just a matter of just picking one. But this is yeah. like a week and a half before the <laughs> start of free agency. I know, I know. And then now, you know, we we saw what happened, or we saw what Danny A said at the press conference when they introduced yep. um Cantor and uh Cantor and, and, and Kemba Walker. He knew by April that Kyrie Irving wasn't gonna yeah. stick around. Now, does that have is that his way that. of saying, Oh, I just got the vibe from him? Or is that him saying, No, I heard through the grapevine that he was out Brooklyn had a deal in place. They're on the verge of getting Durant. I mean, who knows? Obviously, Durant was always been has always been in the picture. Yeah, but it was the Knicks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was the Nets. Yeah, and then it was like, oh well, no, Durant's not gonna go to Brooklyn. Did the injury change things? Was that set in stone, regardless of him getting injured in the NBA Finals or not? Yeah. I mean, how do you prove that? Yeah. And if there's any proof to it, if the NBA is able to investigate that, what happens then? There's so many reports out there that any one of those things can be true. The things you just mentioned, because. The Nets were reportedly not just going to have Kyrie sign by himself. They were like, "No, we have a slot for two guys. Right. We're gonna, we're not even gonna, we're not even gonna consider bringing back D'Angelo Russell." All Star Weekend, remember Kyrie? Exactly. Two. 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 That's right. I thought they were talking about two hoes, but no, they were talking about (laughs) you know two slots available, (laughs) and either either team in New York apparently, but. That infamous uh, uh, Charlotte Hornets, Charlotte Hornets (laughs) Arena hallway. I don't even know what that arena is called. Two. Yeah. Two. (laughs) But yeah, the Nets weren't gonna just have Kyrie come on with no one else. Same thing with Kawhi. Kawhi was not going to sign with the Clippers unless there was someone else. And not that he waited so long because everyone already agreed, uh, verbally agreed to uh, sign with their respective teams. But he's like, if I can get someone else to force a trade and come to the Clippers, the Clippers can make that happen. Mm. I'm signing because he knows he had Toronto, you know, in his back pocket. Like, yeah, yeah I'll just go back to Toronto. Right. Worst comes to worst. I'll I have, go back to Toronto. I have Canada waiting for me. Exactly. The I have this country, country of Canada yeah. offering me everything right. <laughs> so it's whatever and danny green's like Yo, whenever you're ready to make that decision man let me know because if you're not going to be here man i'm not trying to the remain in canada for another up, year bro so i don't know what, what, yeah. what do you think i got lebron blowing on my phone man like <laughs> what are we doing here I, another thing with all this though is i think um i think the teams have to kind of adjust too i mean they, in, in all of this because if you really think about it, with all the whole tampering issue you can put as many rules in place as you want to you're not going to stop it from happening. I think we can all kind of agree on that, that it's still going to happen no matter what. Yeah. At some point, the teams have to say, okay, well, our strategy has to change a little bit. But that's exactly you what the Celtics let. did, in my opinion. Well, that's, well, that's what makes it funny to they me. They adjusted by focusing on Kemba Walker as yeah. opposed to trying to convince Kyrie Irving. That's true. Exactly. That's true. Exactly. And it, it combined with Charlotte lowballing Kemba. Yeah, that just made Danny. Worse. Yeah, Danny just pounced on that, right. <laughs> as yeah. Danny does. Right. But to go back to what, what uh, Zach said about Steve Kerr, I just find it funny that... The main point of Steve's, uh, I guess argument or whatever yeah. is more like there's a better way to go about the way Anthony Davis forced himself out of, out of New Orleans. Instead of saying like they shouldn't do it at all. Yeah. It's like, 
he could have done it in a better way that wouldn't have made the NBA look so bad. Mm. Instead yeah, of just saying, like, we should just keep an eye on this in general. So That's what makes it funny to me. It's going to be kind of a strange comparison, but, I mean, if you watch, like, European soccer, for example, yep. you see it happen all the time where players get what they call tapped up, which is basically team or representation of a team starts talking to an agent, and they ultimately try to get that player to leave their team at some yeah. point whenever there's a you know a time where they can get loose. An open open one, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what you're seeing here is now that, okay, this guy's got one year on his deal. This guy's uh, you know thinking about possibly leaving or whatever, and they're starting the conversation a little bit ahead of time. At some point, you just have to say, you know what? It's going to happen regardless. Yeah. So it's up to the team. You know, If you don't want to get to that point, you better make sure that you can get an extension in place prior to that. Or if you can't get an extension in place, you better make a deal. Well, a few weeks ago, I had this argument with 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 uh, with Dutra yeah. that I felt like teams don't have to oblige to a trade demand, they or don't. they don't. Teams don't have to sign, and you're seeing it kind of now. Teams yeah. don't have to sign, you know, a guy to four or five years, and now you're seeing two years, three years mm-hmm. with a player option. And if they don't, and if they can't complete their their fulfillment, then you might have a problem. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the thing is, the NBA is giving so much power to the players that at some point, you either need to start to play by the rules that the players are putting in place, or find a way to change the rules, which yeah. is not the easiest thing to do with yeah. uh, with the CBA in the place. CBA, but, exactly. I mean, if this is the way it's going to be, it's going to be a two year plus a player, you know, uh, player option or whatever. Then you got to play by those rules, yeah. and at some point, you just mm-hmm. have to kind of figure, okay, that's that's the way it's going to be. That's exactly what uh, Charlotte Hornets owner Michael Jordan said. Oh, okay. uh, speaking as the oh, head of the labor oh, uh, committee, he's discussed the possible need to revisit free agency rules, and the next collective bargaining agreement, according to the source, says that Michael Jordan was all all for that. Mm. So, yeah. Well, look at someone like uh, Ante the Kumpo, right? He's got one more year. Yanni, he can get. Uh, what well, is that? One more year. He's eligible for a supermax. Next offseason, 2020. And by the end of that contract, he can make like $56 million. But if Milwaukee doesn't place a winning team around him, what's going to make him, what's going to make him want to stay? What's wrong with Chris Middleton being your second best player on your team? (laughs) (laughs) No, nothing at all. He's an all-star. Come on, man. Eric Bledsoe is number three. You know, you got the you got the Lopez, you got the Lopez twins there now. Yeah, that's gonna be their core for quite some time. Uh, were they uh, uh, <laughs> entirely separate separate topic? But they were voted to have the most wins in the NBA in the regular season next year. I yeah, here where I saw it. Yeah, that they uh, the first power ranking. Oh, really? Has them at the at the top? Yeah, that's 60? The 60 wins. This yeah. is fifty seven, I think it was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But anyway, sorry. Off topic, but it pissed I, me off. I digress. <laughs> you got one player. He, he rolls uh, an ankle. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so like so again anyway. This is this this power struggle between the franchise and player. Like you said, yeah. he's just one ankle roll away from that yeah, team. That team, you know, barely making the playoffs. Yeah. And and it's an, and, and even though this season it is a it is a a weaker Eastern Conference, mm. but <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's an interesting topic and I and I I I'm going to be Paying attention to this investigation because I'm I'm dying to see like these like details of some of this some of these um signings, <laughs> well, if you will. In in the midst of all this, yeah. Uh Rick Buchanan, the NBA's longtime general counsel, uh talked about how league offices would feel about the proposal of quote unquote seizing servers and cell phones <laughs> before the start of free agency. Like I don't even know how that's possible. I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. the first thing that comes to mind is uh burner phones. Yeah, I'm sure that you know these guys have 
enough money or enough resources to, to go around a rule like that. But what are you just going to go to all organizations and tell them to turn in your servers? And like, how do you even prevent, like you said at the top, how do you prevent this? And how do you go about taking someone's cell phone away or, or, or whatever the case may be, whatever be of, form of communication from them? It's going to be a lot of phones that end up in the lake somewhere. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Wire? <laughs> when you come through the gun. <laughs> Uh, Tom Brady just smashed his. I don't know, man. I just hope this whole Kawhi, his uncle thing is like the worst of it. Because if it is, then this this story will be dead in a couple of weeks. But if it's not, if there's something crazier waiting for us in the next couple of weeks, this thing is going to be going on until the start of the regular season. I don't know if it goes much deeper, but I think the NBA at the end of the day wants to find out what's really going on out there, which which, which is admirable. You know what? Find out what's going on. Unlike the NFL, which will let you go do whatever the hell you want. Um what do you mean? Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Um, no, but I mean, I, it's admirable the NFL, the NBA. I'm sorry, is trying to go out there and find what's actually going on. So they want to retrace the steps. They want to see if somebody's doing something wrong. If there's any wrongdoing here with mm-hmm. any of these teams, and I think that's right. You know, go out, try to figure out what's actually going on. And the NBA, for all of the shit that i give to the league offices over the last 20 years and in, in my opinion um you know at the bare minimum they are a league of action they're going to go out there and try to ad- adjust the rules as needed in order to be able to make a more competitive balance you know in that offseason and i think that's a good thing so i mean are they going to stop it again no no there's no way they're going to be able to do it there's no way you can track every single way that you can get into contact with a player in the last year of their contract or whatever to try to get a trade done or get a deal done before the uh you know before the window mm-hmm. opens up um but at the end of the day you got to at least try and if you're not going to try then you got to adjust your rules you got to say okay well it's it's you know wild west it let everyone do whatever they want to do and mm-hmm. now the teams have to adjust to it so it's one or the other and i think you know the nba is trying to at least try that that avenue of okay we're going to try to get the teams to follow the rules that we have in place. If we can't do it, we'll see what happens after that. Right. Either one of you surprised that Danny Ainge said that by late March, early April, he knew that Kyrie was out the door? Uh, yes and no, because like prior to him saying that, there were, again, reports that Kyrie and Danny were, in, were communicating the whole time mm. while everyone else was guessing, like, where's he going to go? Is he going to stay? Does Celtic even want him back? And, and I guess Ainge... You know, the few times that he's, you know, he's made his, uh, weekly appearance on, on, on Sports Hub here in Boston that he was just like, no, like he's been, you know, forthcoming with where, where he's planning on going or where, how he feels. So I guess Danny still to some degree was like, maybe he changes his mind, but who knows? I, I thought it was interesting because I remember specifically, um, Maybe I shouldn't say specifically because I don't remember what game it was, but I remember it was in, <laughs> I remember it was in March and this wasn't the first time because it was such a crazy season, but we were in the hallway for quite some time ready to get into the locker room. Took a while. This wasn't the players only meeting ah, though. Okay. That was the record right there. That, that was, was like that 45 was, minutes in the hallway trying to get in there. Like that's, that was after Milwaukee, right? That was after Milwaukee. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Okay. That was after Milwaukee. That I remember because 45 minutes, that was ridiculous. And like, it, it was the weirdest thing because Brad Stevens was kind of like talking to people in the hallway, which he never does, by the way. Mm. It was like the guy was walking on eggshells being like, I don't want to go in there quite yet. Or maybe he was just sort of just hanging out, whatever the case may be. But this time, this is a separate incident. I remember they finally opened the door 
and Danny was at Kyrie's locker. Mm. And obviously, once we came in, he was there for another like 15, 20 seconds, got up and left. Yeah. And I, think I remember you telling me this. Yeah. And I remember saying, like, obviously, no one's going to be like, hey, what, did you talk, what were you talking to <laughs> Big Boss about? No one asked that question, obviously. But everyone was sort of like, okay, it's that time of the year. Playoffs is right around, right around the corner. You know, maybe he's just trying to see where his head's at, whatever the case may be. Or maybe that was part of the conversation, or maybe that was kind of the vibe Danny was already getting from him. Maybe that wasn't the first conversation throughout that week where Danny was just like, all right, I kind of see what this guy's head's at. Listen, I don't think Danny was standing there being like, yo, you're going to play for us next year or not? I, don't, <laughs> I just think the Let vibe. Let us know, Kyrie. Right. I just think the vibe in general or whatever he was saying or whatever the context of that conversation was sent a message to Danny saying like, okay, this guy is probably not going to stick around much longer. Well, uh, you actually wrote a piece last week on CausewayStreet.com, wink, wink, about uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. He appeared, what did he appear on somebody's uh, podcast about how he had a conversation with Kyrie in December? Right. He felt like Kyrie's head was already going to Brooklyn back in December. Yeah. So, it's well, like, he said, well, to paraphrase, all right, go ahead. he said that that was the first time he got the, the, the thought in his mind because mm. Kyrie was sort of hinting at it. Yeah. But that was the very first time. And then by my guess, I think that there was another stuff that led, you know, after that, but that was the initial, thought where he was like wait a minute this guy might come to the nets exactly like he's like wait a minute this guy might actually come to the nets like that was the initial thought and that's in december that's That's december that's so sad so it's like what changed between october if you guys will have me you know i'm here i I agree with you to november to you know with the commercial with his dad i want to be the last person to win number 11 that's sad because why would you even like go like wink wink i might go to new york next year and it's like Bro, you're like 25 games into the season. Right. Like, <laughs> show me that you give a shit about yeah, what you're yeah, doing. Right. Have some professional like courtesy to the fact that you're already signed to another team and that you're, you're, be a professional. You, have, you may very well have the most talented team in the Eastern Conference and you can't even bring yourself to just get over, you know, whatever it is that you, you have in your mind about leaving and going over to Brooklyn. It's like, you know, just get it together for six months. Give me yeah. six good yeah, months. Yeah. And then when where the cards fall, they they fall. But at the end of the day, it's like, what the hell, man? It was yeah. Shams, by the way. Shams podcast. Okay. But another thing, too. You're not in a terrible situation. Damn, you're on a winning no. team. Okay. If you're, if you're the starting point guard of the Hawks, okay. I get it. You're a little frustrated. <laughs> you, you want you want to see greener pastures. You want to be in a winning situation. All right. Yeah, all right. Cool. You're on one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference at that point or yeah. throughout the entire season. Yeah. Eastern Conference, uh, weren't they the, the favorite coming into the season? Yes. I mean, yes. Were we all seeing the same thing, yes. same betting lines? Yeah. I don't like, know. Maybe, maybe that 10 and 10 start was enough for him. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't well, know. Yeah. I mean, again, Jack McMullen was on the Michael Holly podcast this week saying how he just, she felt like Kyrie just wasn't buying what Brad Stevens was selling. Mm. Soured on Danny Ainge. I don't know at what point of the season that happened. Mm-hmm. I think it was that talk in the locker room. <laughs> 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 so I was like, I freaking knew it. You, you heard it here first. I, I felt the first, baby. And just, I'm pretty sure her Danny mumble, fuck you. But I'm, yeah. and she, I'm and, kidding, kidding. <laughs> Not true. Asshole. Not true. <laughs> See you in Brooklyn, bitch. <laughs> And she even Drew sucked. She even she even went as far as saying that as much as he tried to be a leader, crossovers average. (laughs) (laughs) As great as his handles are, no. (laughs) No, As as much as he tried to be a leader here, if he couldn't figure out what the the talent he had here in Boston, how is he going to do that in Brooklyn, where the team is younger, the coach not not as experienced as as someone like Brad, for example. So it's like you know how. Who's question Brooklyn? Lawrence Frank? No. It's, uh, <laughs> forget his name. The but. most uneasy 
head coach I've ever seen in the NBA. It's the weird coach Atkinson. Atkinson, yes. He is the weirdest thing. Like he comes to speak to the media. And it's like he's being held hostage. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> he might be actually. Like I'll give him props because he did a really good job last year. I'm not like right. knocking the guy for his coaching style. The Russian guy. I think, I think he's good, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was gonna say it could be the KGB sitting right behind. <laughs> him. Some issues there. Prokop, out of the NBA business. <laughs> Sit your ass down soon after the KGB. <laughs> Pop your ass down. This is you your last listen, chance. You do the questions they tell you. You tell them what I want you to tell them. Don't ever get it wrong. <laughs> I remember telling Atkinson. Uh, what? This is in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> Chris Chris Grenham from yeah, yeah. Nesson.com. Yeah. I remember telling Chris, I'm like, yo, what's up with this dude? <laughs> Chris starts laughing. He was like, yeah, I got the same vibe too. I'm like, he's just like, we're... anyways, that's beside the point. But I, I feel like Kyrie likes that though. He's like, I'm that guy. You guys are listening to me. I have more control here. And, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, and what saying. I, what I don't have to deal with the Boston media critiquing every step of the way, every but move that I make. New York media is worse. Don't you think? Yeah. They haven't won in a while, so they don't have that much to cry about. That's a good job, guys. Good job on that. Yeah, we yeah. We, we we planned that. No, you know what? <laughs> no, when, see, now this episode turned to Kyrie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, look what my, you bad, did. my bad. My bad. You well, we gotta take advantage when 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 uh, Duke's not here. You know, because he doesn't want to talk about Kyrie no more. He an asshole. Yeah, he would have. He would have nipped that. He would have nipped that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, hindsight is fifty fifty, right? Okay, fine. You lose Kyrie. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You lose Kyrie. Kemba comes in. In this case, it could be 50-50. Yeah, right. But, but. Kemba, Kemba is not that, not that much of a drop off, if at all, really. Skill wise. Defense, though. Horford leaving. That fucking hurts. Yeah, of course. I've been saying that for a month. The front that court, hurts. The, the front court, it's, it's not looking great on the defensive end. But I'll tell you this, man. I know everyone's excited about Vincent Taco and all. But talk, you talk about Kemba Walker in that press conference, man. Talk about someone who said all the right things, the right attitude, the right smile, the, the right presence. And then you look at what Inez Cancer brings. Yeah. Not just on the court, but just in general from a personality standpoint. I'm not, I'm not alluding to that knock he said on, on Kyrie Irving. It's funny that, as, as was, that was. That was great. Like, it was hilarious. But I just that think was fucking great. the Celtics, this team, they need a personality like that. They need someone like that, you know? And then you look it's at the new big baby Davis. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> True. Oh, oh, oh. oh personality. Personality. Okay. Not the same build or anything. No, no, yeah. no. no. I was like, that's, that's two complete players. No, no, I'll, yeah. I was thinking about skill set. I was just like, mm. no, 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 no. <laughs> like this is sort of that persona that we saw a few years ago. You know, that hardworking, nitty gritty. You know, always laughing on the in the in the sidelines. Whether whether it was you know Evan Turner or Jay Crowder and those guys. And then you talk about someone like Kemba Walker, who can put Brad Stevens in a place where he can go back to that sort of similar style of when he had it. You know, at, at the point guard position. But this is someone that's. I'm not gonna say hungrier than IT, but this is someone that one is at least in my opinion. Um, I don't know, should I say better? Is that is that fair? That's fair, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's gonna put 30 up a game, 30 points a game, but he's situationally he's not going to because this team. And I think you're 100 percent right in that this team does mirror at least more dynamic two or three years ago. But at the same time, this is a much much more talented one through at least one through four. Than we've seen. Than you saw with Avery Bradley yeah, and those you guys. You saw back okay. in that time. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good comparison. And I, I've said it all along ever since this this offseason came into play is that the guy who has the most pressure on him going into this season is none of the players. It's Brad Stevens. Yeah, no questions asked. Yeah, 
because of the fact that he has a team that literally does line up to every single strength that he has. He has a bench that are a bunch of young guys or unproven guys that he can sit there and say, yeah, I need you to do this. And they're mm-hmm. going to say, yes, coach. Yes, coach. Whatever you need. Right. And they're going to follow whatever he yeah. wants. He's got five starters, one of which is technically a, a career role guy with mm-hmm. Cantor. He's going to do whatever you're asking him to do. You've got Kemba Walker, who has openly said he wants to play team ball. He wants to mm. do what Brad's telling him to do. Gordon Hayward, his puppy dog, he's going to do whatever. You know, that's right. going to work out just fine. And you've got <laughs> Jalen and Jason, who have spent their entire careers with him, yeah. who I think they follow right behind whatever he needs as well. This is a perfect team. For him to thrive, for, for him Brad's to thrive. To thrive. Well, I guess what I meant by better is that he has a track record, three-time All-Star, yeah, someone yeah. who – Comes into oh, a, absolutely comes yeah, into yeah, a yeah. team as already a, a, a proven score, sure. a proven you know point guard yeah. who's just been dying and itching for a situation that he can thrive in yeah. and go deep into the playoffs. Yeah, with it, I think it, we all just thought. I mean, at least I thought he's just going to be like this great six man that yeah. comes in and just Same energy thing. guy, yeah. score a lot of points. Lou Williams, and, yes, exactly, but. The way he thr- he thrived in Brad Stevens' system, and, and plus with you know little 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 things that happened that were in his favor, like you know Smart getting injured early on in the season when when he, he became a starter, and and Al Horford you know setting him up with the pick and roll, mm. like that just that just helped it like like no one like no other system that he's he's ever played in. Right. So I mean, yeah, I see what you, I see the comparison. I see what you're saying. Kemba is hungry. Uh, he's a little more established, obviously. Um, but he's willing, he's willing to learn. He's not willing. Yeah. He's not coming in here like, all right, guys, this is my squad. Like, <laughs> you know, take a number. Exactly. I'll find you right. when I need to. Exactly. You know, you guys failed with Kyrie. That shit ain't going to happen <laughs> with me. Like, no, that's right. But nor he's no, not coming in with that attitude, nor is he that underdog who's never been in this position before. Exactly. I guess that's what I'm exactly. trying to say. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. IT was yeah, that yeah. underdog yeah. was like yeah. just dying for a yeah, shot. Yeah. Like they, he, he knows he needs the Celtics and the Celtics need him pretty much. Right. Can we say that? I think I, I think on top of that, Kemba is looking at this saying, "Okay, this is the most talented team he's ever walked into." Of course, I mean UConn or otherwise. I mean, yeah. this is literally the best situation he's ever had. Yeah. So it's like it's a fresh start for everyone. For, exactly, it's a time where like, okay, well, you know what? It's not going to take that much for me to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. It's not going to take that much. So it's like for for him, you know, you've got two rounds of the playoffs out in front of you, and more than likely over the next three plus years that he's going to be in Boston, you're gonna play off ball in front of you every single year. Right. He didn't have that in Charlotte. Yeah. So with Gordon, it's, it's all with, new. With Gordon Hayward, who a lot of people are not expecting much out of him. They should be. But should he can be. turn he can turn this whole shit around. I think he's the most important player. That's what I'm saying. Like he's slanted to have this season where was it like year two for Paul George after his uh mm-hmm. his gruesome leg injury. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if he has that he really back. yeah when he yeah if he's Slated to have that type of year, then he's gonna. This team is gonna far excel more than than anybody thought. Right. If he's playing more like he did last season, you know the up and Ooh. down. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That that's that's gonna be tough. That puts the team in a tough situation. Puts the team in a tough situation, right. and it, because I think the Celtics have that faith in him. Because again, other reports have come out that the this other teams have inquired <laughs> about acquiring. Gordon Haywood and the Celtics have refused. Have <laughs> refused. They refused to, to, to you know to talk about trading him. So yeah. I think they're waiting for that year, and this is it. You've had that year to to, to rehab back, and, yeah. and and come back, and and now this is the year where we we see if you're gonna if you're gonna turn that corner. So I, and I, I can't wait. Obviously, you know this is someone I I think can get there. I, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be quote unquote Utah Gordon. 
But if you come anywhere close to, 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 to be an 18, 19 point score, then we're talking. Yeah, if he's mentally and, strong. And, and by the way, I, I don't mean when I say something's gonna be a tough situation. I mean and 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 the conversation of them coming out of the East. Okay. If Gordon doesn't come anywhere near to who he used to be, Celtics are not coming out of the East. No, no chance. No, yeah. that's my Zero. opinion. As it looks right now, they have a shot. It's not a huge shot, but they have a shot. It's true. And it's, East is wide open. That is July, but I got you. Yeah, but they have a shot. Right. Like as constructed, barring any trades or like I said, no injuries. They have a shot. Philly, Milwaukee, Boston. That's three. That's I, it. I, that's not even, there's no debate there. The, no. Those are the three top teams no. in the East. I mean, you want to throw in. At least on in, paper. You want to throw in Indiana if all the people comes back healthy, but that's about it. I don't see anybody else. And I, not even Brooklyn. I'm sorry. Like, I know no. what we. Not until Durant's I know, back. yeah, I know what we, what we've watched with Kyrie over the last two years. Fucking great talent. No one's denying that, but it still remains to be seen how that team's going to match, especially with that coach. Mm. This episode of the Cosby Sheet Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Right now, when you head over to clnsmedia.com slash Cosway, make sure you enter the promo code CLNS50. You'll get 50% cash back on your first deposit when you bet online with BetOnline.ag. Right now, BetOnline.ag has plenty of opportunities for you to win money, including a collection of prop bets where you can really come up big. One of them actually has to do with Zion Williamson, Sean. I would love to hear your take on this. BetOnline.ag right now has him averaging 18 points per game throughout his rookie season. You can take that bet right now and win big. When you bet online with BetOnline.ag. Yeah, which side of that bet are you taking, Sean? Hammer the under. Hammer the under. Yeah? Yeah, man. By a lot? By a lot. Oh, boy. All I'm right. thinking 13 to 12 for Zion rookie year. Either way, you can win some money right now. Head over to clnsmedia.com slash causeway. That's clnsmedia.com slash causeway. A minimum deposit of $25 is required to qualify for the bonus. You enter the promo code CLNS50. You'll get a 50% cashback bonus on that $25 deposit. Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding the bonuses. Zach, you weren't here last week. Where do you fall in the conversation about the Celtics possibly extending Jalen Brown's contract? Oh, boy. It's all about the numbers for me. Careful here. Okay. (laughs) Green teamers, they really like Jalen Brown. I like Jalen Brown. They want to see him get like 27 million next year. (laughs) Okay. Maybe I'm saying, I'm saying more like 18 to 20. Maybe I'm exaggerating (laughs) a bit, but like, man, the backlash was crazy on that one. And I thought, I thought it was 50 50. This is what this is fifty. This is where you can use that, Joe. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I, I thought Celtics Nation would be torn down the middle, but if and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, I would say it's about seventy thirty. People really want to see this guy locked in. It's all about the numbers, though. Here's the thing: if you're telling me you can put him on a four year extension or a three year extension, even for eighteen to twenty a year, game, do it. Now. I think I think that's what he's worth. He's what he's worth and what he's going to ask for, what he'll actually sign for, are two very different but things. But see, that's the thing. That's, if, that's right, the problem. if I'm Jalen Brown, I'm he, holding out. Exactly. He I'm just watched, he yeah, just watched right. J- Jamal Murray, who, good player, but not, I mean, we're, he's, he hasn't even made an all-star game yet, has he? No. 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 34 mil. Yeah. Ben Simmons. Who can't even shoot. 15, 15 a game. That's like two, a point and a half more than what he's doing right now. Yeah. And he should be, he should be shooting with his why, right hand. Yeah. Why should I not be getting the same money that he's getting? So that if I'm Jalen Brown, I'm not signing at 18 to 20 right now. I'm signing 25 plus. If you put that on the table, then you can sign. All right. But then, isn't it- then it's all, then it's good. It's good as gold. He's going to go ahead and do it. The problem is though, why wouldn't you just wait? You've got the restricted rights on him. 
Yeah. Wait a year, evaluate one more year, and then if it does, if you don't feel he's going to get to that next level, you say, okay, well, sign and trade, send him, get something for him. You know what this kind of reminds me of, and I know these are two very different players. Before people start saying like, "What are you talking about?" It's a back comparison, but it's it's sort of similar. It is similar in the sense of what we projected this particular person's value is for the rest of the league, as opposed to what the Celtics were willing to give him. Yeah. Do you remember? When Marcus Smart was on oh the market, do you remember how we projected? Oh man, the Celtics need to lock him in. You know, <laughs> m- maybe maybe not before the season, but when he, I never said that. When Dude, he, you're just gonna be screaming at this episode right now. Oh, yeah, he, maybe not. Maybe not before the season. Maybe there was a little bit of that before the season. But my, what I'm what I'm alluding to is at the end of the year when everyone's like, "Oh, the Celtics need to hurry up and get him. Mm. Somebody else gonna swoop in and take him." What happened? The first four days Crickets. of free agency, Marcus Smart was reportedly offended that the Celtics hadn't even called him yet four days into free agency they didn't need to why because they wanted to wait and see <laughs> what was out there yeah. who's going to offer him what and when Go it came down market. to it the Celtics got him to a team friendly deal yeah the only two teams reportedly at that time that were somewhat interested in him were the Dallas Mavericks and the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I remember that. Those one. were the only two teams. <laughs> Those are always the two teams. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, especially they Dallas. Can't Very true. Shit. Especially Very Dallas. True. Very true. Yeah. Mark Cuban loves everyone. Yeah. You know, no, you're right. Oh, he's from Dallas, right? You're right that the Celtics, yeah, there's no, there's no problem in waiting. So that's what I see Boston doing. I see what you're saying. But like, if you can lock him in for 10 to 12 to even 15 million less than what well, we just mentioned those two guys, right? We, last episode, we were saying top three of the draft, right? Of that, of that 2016 draft. Yeah. Ben Simmons, Murray, and, and, and Jalen Brown. We know Jalen Brown hasn't hired an agent. I don't know if he will. Remains to be seen. If you can lock him in for two to three years, not only is there a team friendly deal, but you can move him like 20 million, 20, even up to 23, 25 million. That's not the max anymore. 34, 35, and, and above, that's the max. Well, he's not el- – coming out of his rookie contract, I don't believe he's eligible for a true max deal. No, I got you. I don't understand. It, it, yeah, it's a percentage yeah. thing. Percentage-based. Yeah, yeah. Percentage-based, yeah. Nobody right, can right. actually do the whole, the math. It's actually just all made up, but anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all part of tampering. <laughs> exactly. No, but Damn you, CBA. My thing with Jalen Brown is it's not so much the money because you know what? From what we've seen from Jalen Brown so far – very good player, but we're still waiting on the potential to pay. And this is the year where it should not be potential. It should be production. Okay. Did he have, in your opinion, a better year than Jason Tatum last year? I think he did, especially in the playoffs. It, it, it and we're talking on, about back-to-back playoffs where he's you, had great playoffs. If you, it depends on how you want to measure him. Because if you want to mm. measure him as an all-around player, Agreed. yes, he was, he was more. Yeah. He was better. If, you, I, if you're measuring him as a... A guy who yeah, he's a better two way player between again, between yes, both of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but that's the thing. That's that's the problem I have with it. Is like you know, Jalen Brown. When I look at him, it's like there's another step to be had. Every no, time yeah, you watch right. him play, I agree. You see him go like you're saying the playoffs last two years. You see him go out there and he blows up for like 25, 30 points. He locks he's down whoever he's down defending. Yeah. Exactly. He's one of your top two defenders on the floor all, all game long. It's like if that's the guy I'm getting. I'm giving him a max deal. I'm not giving a shit. Yeah. Like I'll I'll pay him no matter yeah. what because you're going to win a lot of games. Exactly. With that guy. What's what's Marcus Smart's bread and butter? His defense. Right. This is winning plays. Winning plays. Yeah, too. All, to, all all around. Right. Jalen Brown, because of the, the there's going to be a lack of defenders on this squad. You know, you got you know Baines is gone, Horford's gone, yeah. even yeah. Rozier to a certain extent, Morris. So if Brown becomes, it even takes it an, another notch defensively, and he puts it all together. 
offensively, he's going to be so much more expensive. I, I think the question, the better question is who thrived in their role better? I think you can make a very strong case for Jalen Brown if you compare him to Oh, Jesus shit. Yeah. I felt yeah. like he was the yeah. one that sacrificed the most. That's what I'm right. saying. Not right. Terry Rosen. And I'm sorry. That. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure. Just because Terry will tell you. <laughs> he, accepted, he, he told everybody. He accepted his role. <laughs> Is he, he talking third person? He accepted his role, and he thrived in it, especially in the postseason. Especially in the postseason. Now, Terry, let me ask you guys this, though. Terry gave up the most. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Terry gave up the most. <laughs> I don't give a fuck <laughs> what anybody says. I almost wanted to back just because of that. Because of that. Yeah. Now let me ask you guys this though. Got 19 mil. Is there any chance, is there any chance God that bless. we get a disgruntled Jalen Brown if he's not so happy with his role in a quote unquote contract year? Yes. Cause that's the risk. I'm going to say no because he's still eligible next season. That's what this I said. was like, yeah, yeah this that's was why I said like, quote yeah, unquote yeah. contract yeah, year. If this was it's his not, contract year. It's not technically a contract year, but yeah. it's going to feel like Yeah, that. if this was his contract year and, and no discussions are had or they come to him and he's, and he's like, this is ridiculous. I'm throwing it back in your face. Then yeah, maybe. Cause that wing position, I don't know, man, that depth charge is, is pretty thick over there. It, it is, but a lot of guys, it's his to win. Don't you think on this squad? I mean, I don't know. We because talk, of his we, talk, we just talked about Gordon Hayward possibly getting close to what he used to be. Where does I mean, that put I, him? We're I mean, talking about I've Jason Tatum. Him. Jason Tatum is crying about his rating in 2K. I've seen him. So I've he's seen him. He's going to want more touches. I mean, right, that's right, the no. thing. I've, so, I've, so I've seen there. him recently, you know, videos of him floating around social media. He's, you know, he's got more, more physique to him. He's, it's shooting that, better. It's plant based protein, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Biceps all over the place. So I think he's taking his off season workouts more serious than he has in the past. Yeah. He's not doing college tours like he was a year ago. So I don't I just I feel like he's he's all about it. He's all about the team this year. Because he he did even and I don't know why he got shit for it last year. He spoke out when when Kyrie was throwing his teammates under the bus, Jalen was like, wait a second. It's not just on us. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah. And even Al Horford was like, fuck, I got to play better. He's right, dude. Like, <laughs> you know? while, while Tatum, you can't understand what Tatum says half the time because he mumbles. Jalen was like, no, it's, it's everybody. Like, it's just about the, it's about the team. It's not about individual shit. So I don't know. I, I'm not saying Jalen, I'm not picking Jalen over Tatum. I'm not doing that or Tatum over Brown. I'm not saying that. Like, these two have the potential to, to, to take huge strides this season because of the situation that they're in. They, they, they have to put up, yeah. they have to put up and, or shut up because that's for sure. There's no more excuses now. Kyrie's gone. Even, even Rozier, like these are the guys that were talking a lot, apparently in the locker room last season, even Morris to a certain extent. Do what you got to do. Make your money. Yeah. I, I did think for, for Brown, you could run into a huge issue if you do not put him on the floor in the situations that he honestly has earned at this point. Yeah. Honestly, I agree. I, I mean, he, He's been Absolutely. one of your one of your top two or three defenders over the last couple of years. Everything you asked him to do last With, season, he did it. He did. He did. And, and and honestly, didn't really say much either. No, he just kind of went and did it. And I think the thing that I like about Brown and, and and when they took him, I said, you know what? In that draft, I didn't want them to draft anyone. I wanted them to trade that pick and go get Jimmy Butler. No, and right. I do. And, and I will say it on air right now. You know, for for my Twitter folk and whatever, I'm happy that they took Jalen Brown. I am. At, at OTW Sports because, Radio. Yeah, yeah. At OTW <laughs> Sports Radio. Bring it. But I, I, I'm happy that they took him because ultimately what you have is a player who I think offensively you're finding his athleticism is beating most of the NBA, which I thought was was going to be close. But he is one of the most athletic wings in the NBA right now. Mm. 
He dunked on fucking the, uh, onto the Kumpa twice in the anyone, playoffs last year. Anyone, he will, he'll put it on anyone. And it, I, actually, that's one of my backgrounds, one of my, one of my, one of my devices. But anyway, there you go. Um, he's shooting the three. He's shooting the three and he's shooting it well. We're mm-hmm. talking mid thirties. A guy who may be able to get close to forty percent. If he three. gets in, I was just going to say, if he hits forty, then he's we're talking. Not, yeah, he's not that far off for the amount of shots that he's taking. He's giving you point production. Yeah, he's pretty, giving you percentage. Pretty efficient. Yeah, he's he's yeah. Mm-hmm. If his efficiency is not bad, right. and it seems like he's going to be a leader. The locker room likes him. Yeah. The teammates like him. And he's a smart-ass guy. Mm. He's a smart guy. Between him and Marcus Smart, you've got this tough, gritty point guard, or whatever kind of guard you want to talk about. Um, I think he's a point guard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll say backcourt no, yeah, defender. He's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a combo guard, man. Another argument for another day. But you've got him who has the respect of everyone in the league because of how tough he is. And then you've got Jalen Brown who is so heady and also a hard worker who is going to get that team to fall behind him. And like you said with Tatum, where I don't think he's quite a leader right now. He's a talent, but he's not necessarily a leader right now. You've no. got Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart who could for the next I mean, 10 years, that could be your your leadership of that team. That could be your KG and your Paul Pierce, if you will, to a certain extent. Yeah, but is that championship team? I don't know, man. That's not that's the thing. I don't know they, that's, I don't know that's saying, the NBA today, I'm man. not saying they're your best players. <laughs> what I'm saying is those are your leaders of that team. I mean, was so you're not saying that this is that they they could turn into the the, the next Kawhi and Paul George? Oh, you guys hear about that? <laughs> Probably Good not. Segue there, so <laughs> Probably not. Probably but not. I'll tell you this much though: the ceiling, the ceiling for them too. That's what you're saying. I'll tell you this much though: opposing wings, the best opposing wings, Jalen Brown will be defending that guy, not yeah. Jason Tatum. Yeah, I'm happy with that. So then you add all those factors, you add the possibility of him becoming one of your top scorers, along with one of your, if not. Your top defender in the front court, yeah. yeah, wing defender. You just add a lot of value to 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 what he's going to be able to earn next season. Like I said, in two, three years, four years down the road. Like I said, I have no problem with what that what what Boston looks like they're going to do is they're going to sit back and say, you know what, we're going to take one more year of evaluation. We're going to see what kind of player you are, and then at the end of the year, we're going to make we're going to put the, the the right offer forward. They've got the restricted. They, they got a restricted card in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make a decision right now. And you know what? The difference between paying him 25 now, which is a realistic number for him to actually sign on for, versus 30 a year from now, you're, you're so far over the cap, it's not going to make a difference anyway. Mm-hmm. The five million is not going to, you're not going to save yourself by doing that. So at the end of the day, just give yourself the year of evaluation and then make the decision on what you want to do with plus, the rest. I mean, plus, it's an I'm, extension though. It's, it doesn't affect you to the following season. Yeah, but it's, Okay, but 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 again, like I'm saying, it's like 25 versus 30 or or yeah. something in that neighborhood. It's like yeah. why not wait? Because the thing is, if you don't, if you what if things go wrong? Yeah, yeah. If things go wrong and he's plus not I, looking like the player that plus you want to be, or he has some issues in the locker room, and you yeah. want to say, okay, well, he's, he's, screw he's, it, he, but he's easy to move. The hell out of here. He's easy to move though. At 20 million versus 34. Oh, sign and trade. Well, sign and trade. We just did it with Terry Rozier. Yeah. Plus, if I'm the Celtics too, I I like that motivating factor. Dude. I like that. Let's see what you're made of. Like yeah. that's gonna motivate you. This year more he'll than take it, it ever had. He'll take it, I think. He'll he'll yeah. he'll accept that. He'll be like, okay, you want me to do you want to see how what yeah. I do? All right. Challenge accepted. It wasn't that long ago that those that were fans of both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were like, these are gonna be the future all stars. Yeah. So nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. I don't see how how anything has changed. So 
Let's go for it. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is powered by Manscaped, who's number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. That's right. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I am not joking, guys. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your sack. Really? Absolutely. I don't like when my sack is nicked, bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, who does, Joel? I mean, this is the perfect product for you. Manscaping accidents are a thing of the past thanks to Manscaped. And right now, when you head over to manscaped.com and enter the promo code STREET, you get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the promo code STREET. That sounds like one hell of a deal so I don't get my sack nicked. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer. For real, dude? What? You already put deodorant on your armpits, so why not put deodorant in another area of your body that really counts? And come on, fellas, using the same trimmer on your face that you use down there, that's just nasty. Let's be honest, guys. This is what you want to sign up for. I got, I got two, actually. I use two. I got one for my balls and one for my face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody else does that, but you know, I got I got two separate ones, two different colors, so I know which one is which. Get twenty percent off plus free shipping when you head over to manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com. Enter the promo code Street. You'll get twenty percent off plus free shipping. Manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Do it, guys. Your balls will thank you. Take care of your cubes, fellas. All right, let's wrap this one up. The way we wrap up every single episode here on the Causeway Street Podcast. Joel's going to take his trip around the league with In Case You Missed It. 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 (laughs) (laughs) All right. Got a lot over there. In Case You Missed It. Well, we discussed some tampering on uh, behalf of Kawhi Leonard. I think it's uh, fair to bring this this point up here. You know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who were introduced by the Clippers this week, but apparently... Kawhi was pretty close to signing with the Lakers instead of the Clippers, Ooh. according to the uh, the Athletic, and it was because of Magic Johnson's big mouth. That might be the reason why Kawhi didn't choose LeBron and the Lakers. Perfect. A source close. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I should have like a little segment called like the Magic Minute, <laughs> and just bring up like his tweets and shit. You know, like you got to score more points than the other team to win the game. Hashtag Magic Minute. <laughs> and that's exactly what the Toronto Raptors did. Congratulations, guys. The NBA champion. <laughs> That's a magic tweet right there. You got to win four out of seven. He's like the modern day Yogi Berra. To win a series. And that's exactly what the Raptors did. Kawhi Leonard, the best player in this series, well-deserved MVP. It's like, thanks, Magic. <laughs> Thank Captain Obvious. <laughs> according to, uh, according to a source close to the situation, Quote, I truly believe when Magic started telling the media about the meeting that he had with Kawhi and Dennis, that sealed the fate for the Lakers. I think that right there was when Dennis and Kawhi decided we can't trust the Lakers as an organization. And that was it. Yeah, that's like the one rule Kawhi had. Don't open your mouth about our discussions. Don't talk about Fight Club. Right. That's all he said. Exactly. Don't do it. That's the number one rule. Exactly. I'll tell you what. Brad Pitt said it. All right. Come on. This is like like, 20 years ago. Magic is like, but I'm not part of the Lakers anymore. I can't tweet about shit. Like, it's the reason why I quit. Like, I can't be me. I can't tweet. Literally, it's all I want. You are a Lakers fan. You cannot say anything. That's the one rule. That's why no one had any idea where he was going. Why are these, why are these people following me when I walk down the streets? I'm just, I'm just Magic Johnson. Like, dude. Despite Jalen Rose, who's the only one that came close saying, what was it? He's 99% sure he's going back to Toronto. 
no one else was willing to make that make that leap or make that guess because there was no sources. There was nothing out there. Like what no one had any clue, even after the 4th of July. I have so, so much respect for Kawhi Leonard, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's the man. I, oh, yeah. I, 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 he is just... He fucked up the NBA, but think, in a good way. <laughs> he's the GOAT. Think about it this way. You've got Kyrie Irving in one hand, and you've got Kawhi Leonard in the other. And he wanted to play with Kyrie. That's crazy. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah that yeah. was his first choice over Paul George. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Imagine. I don't know if it was his first choice, but one of his yeah. choices. He was on the list. Yeah, he was on the list. He was on the list. No, but I have so much respect for him because you know what? He has that principle to him. Yeah. Where if you know what? If you're going to open your mouth, then F you. I'm mm. not going to be around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do what I want to do. Don't Consequences. Consequences. <laughs> I like that about that. He's got rules. He's got principles. That's the kind of man that I want on my team. So, Except for when you uh, say he's healthy to come back and he says, no, I'm not. <laughs> Train me. Anyways. He did. did, did he, he, tear, he tore his cord. His quad, though. Cord. His quad, though. <laughs> Did, Which did, is a pretty nasty. Did they pull the cord on the on the cord? That's like how that's <laughs> pull the plug. Pull the plug on the cord. That sounds like how they would say it. Got in, in, leg in, in Cali, yo, yo, he pulled his cord. <laughs> pulled his cord. See, well, that's why he went back. Cord. Now we gotta chill on the porch. <laughs> Y'all going to the because board? of it. Y'all going to the barbecue? <laughs> you ever hear Ice Cube say? That's how he says barbecue. <laughs> I love I love him in the in those barbershop movies because he's from Chicago supposedly. Oh, in the yeah, movie, he, but he still talks he like he's from LA. Yeah, he can't. Yo, this is he my barbershop. <laughs> You more gas trick. No. My barber shop ain't for sale. I'm sorry, aren't you from Chi Town? Aren't you from the South Side? Wait, why are you speaking like this? South Side. Speaking of the Clippers, in case you missed it, here's a little update on the uh, Marcus Morris Rich Paul divorce, guys. Ooh. Oh, man. Right? Me, for those you don't me, know, give me, give me, give me. Guys, you listened to the last episode. Morris, Ooh. who uh, had a reported $41 million deal on the table from the Clippers, three oh, years. Oh, that hurts. Okay. It's a three year deal. Turned it down and agreed verbally to go to the San Antonio Spurs for two years, twenty million. Okay. Until the Knicks came in, threw a deal on the table on the twelfth hour, fifteen million one year. So he decided to go to the Knicks. Right? No harm, no foul. So you say. And then reports come out that him and Rich Paul have parted ways. But here's the reason why. According to Morris. Rich Paul told Morris to take the Clippers deal. And Morris was like, no, I think I could get something better than that. Because mm. he wanted a two-year for the same amount, 41 for two years. And we all assumed that it was Rich Paul that didn't want him to take the Clippers exactly. deal. Exactly. Yeah, we yep. assumed that he, exactly. he didn't want the Clippers roster to look a little bit better with Morris as opposed to him going with the Lakers. Exactly. And, and, and that, that's obviously going to be the uh, – the two, the, the talking two, point, yeah. Two of the top teams yeah. in the Western Conference. I don't know if Lakers will finish second, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's the first time he went. Uh, he went against uh, Rich Paul's advice. Okay. Decides not to take the Spurs deal. Second time he goes against Rich Paul's advice. So guess what? He negotiated with the Knicks personally. That divorce happened before he signed with the Knicks. Oh, Mook had a side piece. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here you go, Mook. <laughs> Apparently, when he decided not to go to the Clippers, that's when the Clippers traded for Mo Harkless, who's mm. going to make eleven mil, three million less than what they were Morris would have made. Yeah, right, 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 right. So, wow, there, that's that. So, again, according to Morris, you know, all the rumors that are out there that oh, Paul was protecting the Lakers and LeBron. He's like, no, actually, he told me to take the deal. I didn't listen. 
and then he told me to take the, the Spurs deal, and I didn't listen. So then that's when they parted ways, and Morris personally negotiated with the Knicks to get that $50 million deal. Good for Mook. Get your so. money, Mook. Get your money, get your value up, and then in 2020, we'll see how much money he makes. That's the way I see it. You know, more opportunities in New York. His numbers are going to be better than they would be in either one of those situations. Will he be competing for championship anytime soon? No. No. (laughs) But, I mean, from a a statistical standpoint. Messed up roster. That is his his numbers in in L.A. or San Antonio probably wouldn't be as good as they were as they're going to be in New York this upcoming season. Well, according to him, according to Morris, he spoke to the Spurs. So it wasn't like he just said, oh, fuck you, Spurs. No, he spoke to them. And he was like, look. The reason why I'm not going to take this deal and I'm going to go to New York is because I thought this Spurs deal, the guys, the, you know, San Antonio's offer was the best I was going to do. Mm. And then the Knicks just came out of nowhere with the 15 mil. So that was also part of the, I don't know, I don't know if you want to call it beef because he says it's all love between him and Rich Paul, but that's another reason why they divorced or they separated, whatever. Because he's, he sure makes no sense. Cause he, he felt like, cause he, he had a side piece. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, and another, and another. Rich Paul's like, I didn't know about New York, man. A, another, another nugget here. The Spurs are pissed off that Morris went to the Knicks because they feel like tampering. Exactly. <laughs> the it Knicks, all goes is, back the to, Knicks, to today's. Uh, show. The Knicks felt like the Spurs were tampering with Porzingis when Porzingis was in Ooh, back home. What's from? Latvia. 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 The Spurs. They have permanent scouts that live in Europe. Yeah. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Who they get this year? The Knicks felt like San Antonio was tampering with him, with him out there. So I don't know if you want to call it payback, but it is what it is. I don't think they got an international player this year, did they? Yeah, they did. They took some guy at like 18, 17. It was some Chich. His last, his last name anyway. Chich. Itch. Itch Chich. <laughs> One of those. Well, in case you missed it, now that we're talking Spurs, Tim Duncan, new assistant coach of Greg Popovich. All right. Just making it official, I guess, because he's pretty much has been he's been showing up to practice five times a week ever since he retired. So I had a theory thrown at me about that. By <laughs> he, the way, he's probably just bored. Yeah. This week, I was I was told about that, and, I, and uh, a friend of mine from from Philly, nonetheless, uh, said that he believes this the bringing on of Tim Duncan is preparation for Greg Popovich to leave. Oh, that's the theory. Okay, that Popovich is getting ready to leave. Becky Hammond will be the next head coach. Oh, I'm, I'm hearing about that. I'm hearing about Becky. Yeah, they wanted Timmy by, right behind her, being a little infor- or the big enforcer behind Hammond and letting her have her her say for you know her, however it goes. So I, mean, I, I thought it was interesting. The first woman head coach in the NBA. That'd be, that'd be it'd interesting. Be, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, Celtics still hired there in the uh, yeah uh, woman assistant coach. That's right, Carol Carol Lawson. Carol Lawson. Yeah. Carol Lawson yeah. Yep. Yep. It's exciting times for the NBA. It's good. It's I mean, good. As long as you're not talking tampering. <laughs> as long as those chicks ain't tampering, they I mean, can stick. I feel like the last couple of years we were kind of saying that. Like, when, when is Popovich going to, you know. He's yeah. old. He's old as shit. It's not yeah. even because of that, though. <laughs> I just feel like we saw. Well, he's got a. Uh, we saw those championship aspirations sort of fade yeah, in the last yeah, couple yeah, of years. He's so got, but like, he's got yeah. Team USA duties, too. So he's like, if I'm not coaching at all and then I'm just going to just wait four years to coach, he's like, I'd rather not do that. Right. So, I used to right. bring back Fran Vasquez for the fourth time. There you go. It should work out. Well, in case you missed it, the Rockets have introduced Russell Westbrook officially. So the Harden-Westbrook era has begun in Houston. While D'Antoni still doesn't have a deal. Still has got one year remaining on his contract. So this upcoming season. And I wouldn't be shocked that they don't 
fucking give him an extension or they just fire his ass. Mm, Especially if they start off the season like similar to what they did this past season, like 10-14. Probably not. In my opinion, D'Antoni, not the coach for this squad. After a series about making a run in the West. Not now. No. Not now. But who is that? If they want to make the hump. Yeah, that's that's, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think D'Antoni is it. I'd run right to the end of it. Because the thing is, they're playing so much ISO. Now you've got the two... Two of the top, what, eight ISO guys in the entire league on the same team. So you might as well just see what they can do. Because now you don't have the the warrior, the Chris Paul situation where Paul thrives when he has another guy he can play off of. Yeah. Now you got two guys basically like, okay, well, hey, uh, James, why don't you come off for, for a couple of minutes here? Well, Russell, <laughs> go, go do your thing that you did in OKC. Exactly. So yeah. One I mean, of them will be on the court at all times. At all times. <laughs> yeah. and, and I mean, the more I hear about it, too, because, I mean, these guys have played together, too. So I, I don't know. I, I really do like it. I think you got to. I don't know, but that was six years ago, though. Yeah, but I can't <laughs> wait to see it, man. I'm telling you, the NBA is, good. you know, D'Antoni is not good at making adjustments. The, the well, NBA is, like, the best, like, TV drama, man. It's like, yeah. how are they going to come together and do this? And fun. you know that they both want to be on the same page and they want to win and they saw what Kevin Durant did and they're like, oh, we yeah. gotta figure this out, man. Like, let's do it. This <laughs> we is gotta it. show everyone that it was KD exactly. that held us back. Right. Oh, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> They're like, we can do it without him. He, he's like, eggs. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, we got to show everyone that we can do this without KD. Because everyone's like, oh, man, once KD left, we can do it with done. him. Well, Bum. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone saw Harden turn into the player he is now. When that, Correct. when, when that, when that deal was made originally, he was supposed okay. to be like, that was pre beard. Yeah. No, he had like mini beard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I felt like, goatee. yeah. They were like, they were like, oh, it's just a six man. He, Fed off of Westbrook, yeah, yeah, yeah. but now six years later, where they both dominate the ball and Harden takes thirty shots a game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's tough. Though. What's what's been a narrative for for Westbrook though the last year though? Oh, he's he can get a triple double, but doesn't translate to wins. It doesn't translate in the postseason. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. Same thing. He, he he doesn't make his teammates better. It doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't translate well in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. So same now thing, it's, same thing. Kind of same thing with Harden. Now here's your shot to prove that that's not true because now you have a superstar talent next. Yeah. Team. No, I got you. But one he of hasn't them, had that since Durant. One of them has to take a step ba- step back. And I mentioned last week, I feel like it's got to be Westbrook that takes a step back. That's just me. That's true. Yeah, it's Harden's team. He was there first. Yeah, and he's an MVP. Well, they're both everything. Yeah, they're both everything. <laughs> and then you look at Paul George. <laughs> more recent. <laughs> See, you look at Paul George, though, MVP Oops. candidate, you know, yeah. alongside Westbrook and what happened, you know? So everyone's like, oh, it's Westbrook. Westbrook's a problem. So now it's like, okay, you guys have history. You've been ridiculed for not being able to, to, to win, even with superstar talent next to you. Yeah. Let's see if you can get it done in Houston. Yeah. They just, they just, they just change get, the scenery. You need to get over that hump. Let's and see you, what guys, you guys have history together. You put Harden on the same level as Paul George, or I'm sorry, you put Paul George on the same level as Harden, though. Um, I don't, but the gap isn't as big as some people have it. Yeah, I mean they're they're both top ten players. Like I didn't buy into the whole James Harden is the best player in the NBA. No, I, I, and I I didn't. I still don't. <laughs> yeah, but if you're is if, Paul George a top five guy? Mm, no, but no. he's in the top ten. Yeah, okay, I think they're so both saying like a, a nine to a five, basically. Exactly, yeah, that's somewhere yeah. in there. Right, both, both of them. Right, so he's a little better, but it's not as big as some people would say. You know, going back to our. Top twenty-five conversation in the last few years. At one point, I had I had Westbrook at number three. Like, oh yeah, a few was, years ago. Yeah, I think that's ago. the he's, highest he's way I, up there. I, I, actually, yeah. no, I ranked him. That's where I put him last year. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. But I think I had him at like number eight this year. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. 
Looks like we always go looks back. Like to you're that. right. <laughs> <laughs> we always go back to that. Like that. That's the end all be all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's, I, it's sometimes it just boils down when they're that close. When we're talking about two or three players that are that close, comes down to the eye test. Yeah. You yeah, know, for sure. I I think the 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 mesh of him that, with that the playoff. Team, it, Playoff experience, man. You go back to like a Kyrie Irving, and I know, I know, this has been, I know, I know, trying to get away from him. But is <laughs> a player who wanted to be have his own team, and you give him his own team, and he couldn't do it. Westbrook had his own team, good mm. player, very good mm. player, historically mm. good player, yeah. but didn't quite get it done. Yeah. But now you put him with a guy that he can walk off of. Yeah. Because I mean, Paul George in that uh, in that uh, introduction the other day, the Clippers, it was brought up, and why didn't it work in OKC and he was like, have you seen Westbrook? He <laughs> <laughs> was like that. They had a conversation, uh, after his last year of his contract before he re-upped with OKC and they're like, right. they're going to give it one more year. And if like, you know, we don't see results, then it might be time to make some changes. So I don't know. Maybe Westbrook is just not the, not, not the easiest guy to work with in terms of when it comes to like, Deep playoff runs. Well, yeah, and <laughs> Paul George being an MVP candidate didn't help because that's like, true. Wait a minute, that's true. Wait a minute. Okay, yeah. Paul George was like an all star, right. but he just turned in his best season. You're right. Yeah. What the fuck happened? You yeah. Know? yeah like, that right. that yeah. was the narrative. So then yeah. it was like, oh, you're the problem, Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. It's not him. Yeah. It's like your Ky- triple doubles don't mean anything anymore. Yeah, it's like Kyrie. Kyrie just had his best season. Yeah. Fuck happened. He had the most talent he's ever been on. What the fuck happened? Well, besides not playing with LeBron. Well, yeah, but. And yeah, he didn't have superstar talent in the sense of someone like Paul George, but I think if you look at the makeup of the roster, everyone was like, oh, this team's going to go to, if not the East Conference Finals, it has to go to the NBA Finals, right? Yeah. But how many times, year after year, especially when Paul George arrived, and even when Melo was there, they're like, yeah, this is, this is a Western Conference finalist right here. Yeah, they were. They were they, <laughs> Golden State was still ahead of them, but yeah, yeah they were right in the top. Yeah, three. oh, they can, that's, this is the team that can challenge Golden State. No, yeah, I was saying that two years ago, man. <laughs> yeah. They blew it. They blew it. They blew it. And this is why I think, you know, Dan Tony is not the coach for Houston, because he's a stubborn dude that doesn't want to make adjustments. And he's just going to let Westbrook just do his thing. Same thing with, with James Harden. What is, what is he going to tell him? What is he going to tell him? No, don't shoot. No, don't pass. <laughs> That's what they do. Could try to. You could try to. Yeah, you're right. Mel's like, nah, he doesn't like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Wasn't was the name of OKC's coach? Like, that's a, that's, Scott that was Brooks, a, right? Yeah, no, after Scott Brooks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Billy Donovan. Donovan. Really? What's he going to say? Brooks. Scott Brooks. That was like four years ago. Yeah. How I've many times? NBA in the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Don't tell us why that, though. <laughs> 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 How many times you saw you saw yeah. you know call a timeout and he's like you see him like just drawing a picture, drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing, and then they come they come out and then literally five seconds into the shot clock, Westbrook for three, bang, clanker, like that's that definitely wasn't a play. Like, dude, I do. That's not the drawing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm close. I'm close. So what's Bobby? Bobby what's it gonna say? What's what's Davis? What's uh? What's his name again? Billy Donovan. What's Billy Bobby Donovan? Davis. Bobby Davidson. Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> in a minute, dude. I knew that wasn't his name. I was, I was gonna say. I was like, well, it's not. It's not Bobby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you what's long, it? you long time listeners get that joke. Yeah. What's it? What's he gonna say? I'm gonna bench you now to fucking Westbrook. No. 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 I mean, it's not, not, not gonna work. Baby. Not gonna work. Dude. Not gonna work. All right, in case you missed that. Got more. I got more. I got more. A uh, little sad news to report, guys. TNT will no longer air players only. Oh, man. You scare <laughs> me, bro. Yo. Pour one out for the players only broadcast in 2019-20 oh, season. Players only, baby. Players only, baby. 
<laughs> Sorry, what happens? You got to play <laughs> Karan Butler and all of them. They don't have a job anymore. Is that what you're telling nah, me? Nah, man. They'll, they'll have that segment. No, I know on, on NBA, NBA TV, yeah, but they're not going to be. Nah, they're not. Oh, man. Nah. You know, the only time players only put worked, on. Why don't they put on NBA TV? You know, the only time players only worked and it was hilarious during the All Star game. You know how they simultaneously cast on TNT and TBS? Yeah. All, so on TBS. They had Kevin Garnett on there. The only time he's ever done players only. Trash ass. And that shit was <laughs> hysterical. Because <laughs> they're just shooting the shit. And every time they're like, you know, on some crazy play, they're like, oh, they're just going nuts and shit. And just, oh, did you see that? And then they're, just, they're telling stories. <laughs> Zach hates Kevin Garnett yeah, on, TV. I, <laughs> on TV. On TV. Not, not as a player or as a human being. But that was the only time <laughs> players only was gold. Yeah. You got them fucking up reads for promotion, oh, like, for, like yeah. sponsors and shit. Players only on TNT is brought to you by Auto Trader. Shop all the cars in, in I'm sorry, in all. <laughs> shop all the cars all in one place by by Verizon, the most awarded network ever. My bad. Guys. You all good, hey? You all good, man? Like they were drinking, chilling, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, put I, down the Hennessy for two minutes. Yeah, like they would. They wouldn't. They wouldn't realize they were God like back from it. break. And like the like hot mics are catching like you know curse words and shit. Put that blunt down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if if KG dropped the henny thing as possible, oh, the way oh that would have been perfect. Anything is anything is possible. I love KG. Just to make that very very clear, <laughs> he shouldn't be on TV though. <laughs> or if he's on TV, it should be a reality TV show. I mean, that's what I think. That's why they took a segment away. It wasn't they, they didn't yeah. really do that much this year with them like, this past season. Yeah, they faded them out. Yeah, they kind of did. They're like, all right. Uh, I thought well, it'd be like a Facebook only show. Why don't you go to faded them out? Why don't you go to playgrounds around the uh, around yeah. the country and uh, guys who paint on the on the playground? Talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, do that. Safe zone. Yeah, Let's do that. Yeah. So, sorry. Don't you have a players only uh, little story you want to? Oh yeah, you said table? that with oh. the Karan Butler thing. No, it was just this time when. Um, <laughs> What was I, Milwaukee or Indiana? Joel loves this story. I don't know. I <laughs> so, um, whatever city it was, I don't even know. It's all a blur at this point. <laughs> That's the best way to, 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 to talk about last season. It was just a whole, it was a blur. But, um, it was before Celtics practice, or at least I think they were wrapping up and everyone went to go. I think it was Brad Stevens, Marcus Smart, and someone else spoke. But, um, Marcus Smart was first. Brad Stevens was after him. So as Brad is talking, Karan Butler is talking to Marcus Smart behind us. So the scrum ends. They finished. It was like almost the same exact time we both finished. So all the media members are heading out. And Marcus Smart was like, you know, he did this thing at the end of it. You know, players only, baby. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, you know, players only. Yeah, man, my man. You know, dap them up, whatever. Players only, baby. So they walk away, right? So I'm walking behind them. And the rest of the Boston media is like way ahead. It's because I was just like getting my stuff or whatever. So I, I see Karan Butler. I kind of give him a head nod. And he like, like gives me a head nod. I'm like, I was like, hey, man, what's going on, man? I go, players only, baby. And Karan just like looks at me. Just like doesn't like stopped smiling and then just kept walking. I was like, "Oh come on, Karan, damn, bro!" <laughs> like, jeez. <laughs> you know, I can, I can I, so I, see him doing. Like, that. I'm just I'm just making a joke here. You know what I mean? Like Karan kind of like gave me that look. Like, nah, bro, you're not an NBA player. Man. You can't, <laughs> can't be saying players only to me like that, bro. It's like, all right, man. Oh well, shit, I thought it was funny. Players only, baby. Yo, Karan, Karan. As I sip my coffee at 11 a.m. Karan shit, thinks he's like joke. this like NBA legend. <laughs> Who's like, how dare you? Yeah. Say, throw out players only. Like, I'm supposed to respond. Like, like yeah, like players he, only. He was just smiling and then, like, it literally wiped the smile off his face. He just kind of just, like, looked at me and just kept the moving. <laughs> I was like, 
right, bro. What a dick. <laughs> that shit cracks me up every time, bro. <laughs> Grenham, again, Grenham's next to me. I'm just like, all right, bro. Jeez. <laughs> Grenham starts laughing. That guy's an asshole. But they record our stand-up. <laughs> what an <laughs> asshole, <that> guy. <laughs> what an asshole. I was waiting for him to be like, you're not a player, bro. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, in case you missed it, uh, Forbes put out their list of the most valuable teams Ooh. in 2019. Yeah, I saw this. Guess what Boston team made the top 10? Red Sox. Nope. Patriots. Patriots. Uh, number seven. They uh, are worth approximately $3.8 billion. $3.8, huh? They've gone down on the list, actually. They were at one point, I think last year or the year before, they were like number two, number three. Yeah, know? but the, the overall value keeps going up. Yeah, it keeps going, it keeps going up, but like- billion. But all these other teams, are, are their value is going up as well. You know I mean, you got, you got Manchester United at number six. Right above the Sucks. after the Patriots, and then uh, the most valuable team in the in the NBA, by the way, the Knicks. Yeah, I know, I saw that. What the fuck? Why the Knicks? <laughs> well, who's putting money into the Knicks? Somebody explain that to me. That's why Marcus Morris getting that money. <laughs> That's a good point. Actually. Fifteen mil, four billion dollars. That's how much the Knicks are worth. So, does it? Do they say how they got that calculated? No, no. This is just according to Forbes. Forbes always put out a list like this, and no one, no one knows how the fuck they calculate the shit. <laughs> I guess probably other than ticket sales, you know, I think when people buy their jerseys or sponsorship and things like that, because it's always, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are always, they're always top this list. They're they're worth five billion right now. The weird, yeah. And then it's like the Yankees and it's Real Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, like I could see that if you're talking about like, like the next two NBA teams on this list in the top 10, the Lakers at number eight, 3.7. Sure. And Golden State at 3.5. And then the fucking, the, the, the New York Giants, number ten. Like, like a lot, like a lot of these teams oh. are like not doing well. The football Giants. The football Giants. Yeah. Oh, the football Giants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be the hockey Giants. No. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Saskatoon Rough Riders. <laughs> they are number fifty-eight. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> The thing about the Knicks is, like, if it's MSG yeah. and all their properties, then I get it. But if it's just the Knicks, like, that brand is not that. That's what I'm saying, though. But I feel like the Knicks, like, every time you watch the Knicks game, it's rare Unless that they I bought, do. But would they buy Latvia? It's rare that I do. It's rare that I do. A lot of people still putting money into the Knicks. Jimmy like, Dolan's got cheddar. For real. So uh, His band's doing good. Right. Brett Sox, by the way, they're uh, number 12 at $3.2 billion. Yeah, I figured they'd be up there. They're up there. And they, uh, good. yet they don't want to give Mookie Betts that money. <laughs> hey. Baseball's a dying they sport. Want, they, want the, they want them, they want them to, to take that, that hometown yeah. discount. They're about to trade my boy. They want to take that hometown discount. My boy Mook. They're become an ex-fan. For real. To round off the uh, mm-hmm. the local teams, number 22. The Celtics. That's not bad. 2.8 billion. They don't even own their building. In case you missed it, <laughs> Team USA will have four Celtics mm-hmm. for their training camp roster. Mm. And they're all going to make it. And they're all going to make it. Apparently, according yes. to Sway, is that true? Oh. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, bro! So where did you hear this from? My man, they got to try out, bro. Got to try out first. You know, you know the rules. You know the rules. No, next month as uh, training camp starts, before they head off to China for the FIBA World Cup. Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Who doesn't make it? Whoa, whoa! I was gonna, I was gonna actually, I was gonna actually read off the list of uh, the other players because there's a lot of players, a lot of all star players that are dropping out. Are you about to read like 35 players right now? No, no, it's, it's very, it's, it's the list is very small because 15. a lot of players are like dropping out. 
the latest to drop out was DeMar DeRozan. Bradley Beal, actually. Bradley Beal. Oh, wow. That's he's out, hurt. so that helps Jason Tatum. Um, no, no Harden, no Anthony Davis. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Uh, in terms see. of, uh, in terms of guards, other than Walker and Smart, it's Kyle Lowry and Donovan Kyle Mitchell. Lowry. For wings, Tatum, Harrison Barnes, PJ Tucker. Harrison Barnes? Yes, Harrison Barnes. And Chris Middleton. You reacted to that? You just said PJ Tucker. <laughs> Jeez. A lot of people dropping out, man. I have to tell you. And man. for Biggs. I'm going to try it. I'm going. Andre Drummond, Miles Turner, Kuzma, Paul Millsap, Brooke Lopez, and just added Mason Pumley. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to tryouts. <laughs> oh, and, and JJ Reddick, which just added as well. Well, obviously. So there you go. Obviously. Obviously. You need some shooting. All right, get Christian Leitner in there, and we should be all right. I like oh, all four 12. of the Celtics players. Yeah, right? 12-man roster will be obviously selected in mid-August, right before the start of the tournament. No Zion? Especially Smart. No smart. Zion. Smart's going to be I mean, Zion. Zion played like a quarter of the summer league. <laughs> He's been done since. So I need. You need a guy like Marcus <laughs> Smart out there pissing off international players. Right? So lack of kind of like a star power right now for the, for the squad, for Greg Popovich. So see how that goes. And finally, in case you missed it, the Celtics have purchased the main red claws. Oh, yeah. So they take control of that pipeline. That'd be good for uh, a certain seven foot something. Oh, feller. You mean the taco. You mean seven foot six Taco Fall, who just was a, officially taco signed. Taco Tuesday. That 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 contract was <laughs> was announced. <laughs> I hate LeBron James so much. Yeah, yeah that was yo, kind of funny though. <laughs> that's, ex- that's, ex- that's exactly what Sean said a week ago. <laughs> the same exact way, and he was like, I "Fucking hate LeBron James." <laughs> that's kind of funny. Is any, if there's any athlete in the world I could punch in the face, <laughs> it would be. So, LeBron what's your prediction, James. man? Where they move? Where they gonna move? They're not gonna stay in Portland, are they? No. Was, oh, no. What's the They'll stay there. Well, maybe Worcester, yeah. Nah. That'd, be, that'd be great. Nah, bro. Dorchester, bro. Going to Dorchester. <laughs> Zach's face oh, is hilarious. Shit. <laughs> all right. All right. You want to get aggressive? Yeah, what are they going to play? The Reggie Lewis Center, bro? Actually, you know what? <laughs> Roxbury, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Reggie Lewis Center. That's what they're going to play. RCC? Roxbury Community College? Perry Red Claw. And if you're lucky enough to get called up, you get a nice free Uber ride to the TD Garden. You know? Perfect, man. Oh, man. Roxbury Red Claws. It's perfect. Free 10 minute ride, huh? That's right. 10 right, minute right, ride. Right down Tremont, huh? <laughs> the Reggie Lewis Center? Yeah. Dude, you can't make this stuff up, man. Celtics icon. The place is named after the guy. Come on, man. So wait, so Roxbury Red Claws. So isn't serious, guys. It's, they're probably going to stay in Maine. Mm. I mean, they've been the Celtics affiliate since, since they fucking started 10 years ago. Portland's fun, man. We've been saying that for the last couple of years, man. We need to make Portland's a trip a up great there. City. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a good time. Maybe we can get him in Springfield. Went up there for Tim's uh, bachelor party a couple years ago. What's up? So maybe we can get him to Springfield. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what well, used to be in Springfield? I'd rather go to Portland. <laughs> is, is that thing? Is that team uh, still there? Nah, man. They were there for like a year and a half. I think. No, they did two years. I and that was, was like the Knicks is like affiliate, right? Yeah, it wasn't. Southern, it wasn't right? Southern. It was the uh, the Springfield Armor. Yeah, that's right. So I used to call their games. Really? <laughs> no, I used, to, I used to produce them. Uh, that was back beautiful when, city. That was back yeah, when I worked at uh, ESPN, ESPN Springfield, which is, by the way, not there anymore. So we, kind of, so we all saw that That's coming. a big surprise. That's usually a hotbed for talent. Of, uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you this, though. Beautiful city. Beautiful city. <laughs> for a college intern. It's right up there with Newark, New Jersey. For a college intern who was lucky enough to be there when Michael <laughs> Jordan was inducted, that was an amazing experience. Oh. Yeah. The hall. The hall, yeah. I've been ESPN to, the hall. I've been ESPN to Compton, California. That is <laughs> ten times nicer. 
Yeah, Springfield. Springfield. <laughs> what about what about Oakland's way? <laughs> Oakland's Ooh, pretty man. I heard o- o- Oakland. Yo, I had an Airbnb in, in, in Oakland. Fre- Oakland. I heard Fresno is a, is a, is a strong area, and then Car- <laughs> is it Carson? That's right over there too. Yeah, you know you're in a rough area no, when it, the Uber driver goes stock. Yo, be careful out there, man. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. when he goes, are you sure you want to go there? No, East LA the guy drops me off at one place. I had to take an Uber ride, and he drops me off. He's like, so. um He's like, is this where you're going right here? I was like, yeah, yeah, this building right here. He's like, okay, so, uh, don't go two streets that way. It's <laughs> like, why? What's two streets that way? He's like, you'll never know because you'll be dead. He's like, don't go two streets that way. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Cause they're bringing you from the airport. They're like, oh shit. Like, Sprinted into the building that I need to go to. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, so as soon as he starts that ride, he's like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we're stopping there because if I was going any further, I'm not stopping the car. You're jumping out. You're rolling. Barrel roll, brother. San Francisco's fun though. <laughs> San Francisco. I did go I, across I, I, the bridge. I had, I had a good time in San Francisco the night before the Celtics played the Warriors. San Francisco. That's, move, that's what they're moving to, right? Yeah. The, the I actually know the, I, I hung out in that exact location. So they were telling me like, oh, the reunion was going to be right, right up the street. So big difference, huh? Oh, huge difference. <laughs> Man, for a championship team, like there's literally nothing around that Oracle arena. And then you got the Oakland A's that play right there. It's like a Coliseum, like a yeah, huge yeah. parking lot and everything. You think that they could like create sort of a, their best version of a Gillette Stadium or oh, Patriot Place, you know, sort of speak. Oh, what, like some stores. And right. Like Philly has that same setup where they have a bunch of bars and stuff. And you just right when you come out, you go and you can hear the music blasting. You got a little, you know, four or five options. You can go and grab a drink and have a good time. Nothing. Not so much. Literally, you 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 passing like broken down factories and just the middle of nowhere. You're like, oh, this is Oracle Arena. Like literally just Oracle Arena just pops up. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> this is where... The it Warriors like, play, just, like sticks and nothing just, else goes yeah. on. Comes out from the ground, just rises. Yeah. Oh, there's Oracle Arena right here. So is that, is that Steph Curry? Oh, okay. Oh, well, it's Oracle right. Arena. Damn. So. What happened? <laughs> what happened to the other 15 miles leading into this? This is awful. <laughs> Solid move for the Warriors to go to there San Francisco, to say go. the least. Good long, good long awaited. Good luck to that Oakland uh, economy, though. But that doesn't mean the Red Claws shouldn't go to <laughs> Dorchester. <laughs> Roxbury. <laughs> no, it's Ro- okay, now it's Roxbury. Roxbury. It's over. Virgil Lewis Center is in Roxbury, if I'm not mistaken. Right? I know, but just said Dorchester. It's, first. it's the borderline, but all right, yeah. all right. All right, okay. Oh, it can't be Dorchester. What are they gonna all play? Right. So then, so 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 Taco Fall will play. You <laughs> know, <court>. half his <laughs> season, half his season. You know, down the street from the Garden. Exactly, man. It's motivation. Yeah. Okay. It's like, man, I need to get. Or say half a season. Half a season. Yeah. You say half a season. Was he? Do- no. What's he doing the other half? You said half a season, right? Oh, uh, Joel says he's going to be the starting center of the Celtics. Yeah, man. So. Oh, okay. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even going to take that 15 spot. I'm sorry <laughs> for those oh, that think he is. Oh man! Well, the deal is, is. is not. Don't rattle out the green teamers now. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a. For those that don't know, it is a Exhibit 10 contract. It's a rookie minimum, not even a million dollars, eight hundred and some odd dollars. If he makes the team, it's better than I'm doing. If he's not, <laughs> nah, I wouldn't mind that Facts. myself. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Take one of those for the next 10 years. For real. But well, 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 here's a guy. First, first of all, talking about tampering and shit. Here's a guy. Went to school for four years, right? Those that like in favor of college players getting paid went to school for four years. Normally it's just that one and done shit. Four years and he can't even get, he can't even break a mill in the NBA. Undrafted. Joel, he wasn't drafted, man. I know what I'm saying. Though, <laughs> what like, team was going to pay undrafted. this guy a million dollars? No, no, I'm just saying. As like, an he, undrafted rookie. Man, that's, that, that's my point though. He should have been drafted. He's going to the NBA to be a sideshow, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to wash the backboards. <laughs> he should have been drafted. That's all I'm saying. That's so, all I'm saying. Here's the question. I'm going to put it out there right now. Does he get a minute of NBA time this year? Yes. Yes. I'm saying no. 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 Nothing at all. Not even if wow. a, not even if there's an injury or multiple injuries, as there is every year in Brad Stevens's uh 
tenure here, <laughs> especially up front. No. Every player can break their legs. He's not going to make the team. He's not going to make the team. <laughs> All right. Well, at least I wasn't that far off. And I said he wanted me, he wanted me to get that 15 spot. <laughs> he's number 50 on oh. the roster. He said every player yeah. could break his leg. He's not going to get <laughs> not Tweet at him. At OTW Sports Radio, folks. You can like taco, taco fall. Like. Ain't playing an NBA minute. Zero. You heard it here first. Bagel time for the taco. Heard it here first. The, the taco is getting a bagel. Well, if it doesn't make this roster, and if he, and and, this, and the Red Claws sign him, he gets a bonus. Good for him. Good for him. He'll enjoy those lobsters up there, though. Yeah, I mean, you got the other. He doesn't strike me as a little seafood guy. You got the other uh, summer summer league standouts that you know signed signed deals as well. So I don't know. That's eight fucking rookies, by the way. Well, at least we'll <laughs> know. Except signed. At least we'll know Taco will be ready for the for the uh, winter weather because man, this dude was bundled up at Fenway on a hundred degree day as if yeah, right. Was he trying to lose weight? It was the middle of December, <laughs> man. Got a beanie on and a <laughs> sweater. It's like, bro, all you need is a North Face, and all of a sudden it's December. Jesus. Like, I'm sweating just looking at you right now. Bro. He's like, this is cold. <laughs> yeah. Grant Williams is like, what is He's wrong like, with I'm you? He's like, I'm used man? to 120 and higher. <laughs> Grant Williams is like, yo, take that Chase off. Chase down right. antelope it's over It's fucking 98. It's 98 right now. It's about 30 degrees less than what I'm used to. He's like, this ain't shit. This is awful. Go Liverpool. <laughs> money. Money. <laughs> So that's it. That's all I got for this edition of In Case You Missed It. Excellent. Zachary, thank you for blessing us with your presence. Yes, sir. Causeway Street's own. Zach, mm-hmm. coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. com zone, baby. Hell yeah. I that's know. Hard. Oh, man. We got plenty of content. Down the road, man. This is sort of that uh slow period. Not, yeah. Good thing we got this tampering thing going on, I guess. That'll keep us busy. But for the most part, I always say, good thing we got this tampering <laughs> I always say August is like... is just a corrupt bunch of assholes. Oh, good thing Al Horford was tampered with, man. <laughs> <laughs> We'd never have anything to talk about otherwise. August is always the slowest month. And then know, after right. that, I picked right back up. So because now preseason starts in September and yeah. training camp and all that fun stuff. So there's so much you can talk about with Summer League, you know? Yeah, seriously. As well as the Celtics did in Summer League. Javante Green. As much as you guys want to see Taco Fall start, you Celtics fans, it's been giving us plenty of content, so it's good. It's so funny. He's seven six, guys. Yeah, yeah, I know. It doesn't mean he knows how it's to play like, dude, basketball at an NBA level. Are you twelve? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know when you're a kid and you're just like, like, oh my gosh, he's gonna be this guy can be the best player in the NBA because he's almost eight feet. Like, like, oh, man, like Sean Bradley was, work like was seven six. Yeah. He's closer to was, the rim. Was he? Was he a great basketball player? How was George Murison's career? Yeah, Pavel <laughs> Podkolzin. It's like most like Manu Ball was like the the exception to the rule of being seven seven and. A good basketball player. And the game hasn't evolved in those kind of players' favor. So let's be honest here. <laughs> you can't just be big and protect the rim. Like, like there's a reason why. Ask Dwight Howard. Right. There's a reason why <laughs> fucking Porzingis is shooting threes at 7-3. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right? Come on, guys. Smart enough. Thanks again, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Coming through. And guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm Until next Stop week. Stop saying guys. stupid shit. Yeah. You guys don't know basketball. Yeah. Man. Taco Fall is the real deal. He's seven six. He's seven six. What you guys stupid? I mean, the guy wasn't even drafted. Come on now. He's going to be the focal point of the offense. Seven points per game in Vegas. No, seriously, fans. I could do eight points a game in Vegas. Yeah, seriously, fans. Thanks for listening. No, 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 no forever. Yeah, we appreciate that. No, no, but next time you want to, talk you, know, you guys can comment all you want. Shut your mouth. We just we appreciate that. You know. <laughs> next time you're you, next time you want to hop into Twitter, just, just don't. Just, you know, <laughs> See y'all. Pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> See y'all next week. It's always fun. <laughs> always fun here on Causeway Street. Always. Thanks, Manscaped.